Welcome to Traumedy with award-winning comedian Nancy Norton. Let's turn that darkness into light with a little bit of humor and laughter. I'm your host. I am a comedian. I'm a registered nurse. And now I am a nurse to the nurses. I'm a healer for the healers. I love to help people that help people. I just love that. Here's a theory I have. What do you think about this? I don't know personally that I can think of anyone who has come to the healing professions without having been wounded. And I do think that we learn by healing ourselves, by asking tough questions, by gaining compassion through our own wounds. I don't know. It's a theory. This episode, we're looking at some of the gifts behind the trauma and just trusting our entire journey. And that's not easy to do, especially if you're right in the middle of it. I don't expect you to be there. It's usually after the threat has passed. When it's time, when you're ready, and you're ready to take a look at your trauma, move it, shift it, get out of the toxic energy, and maybe laugh at it, you're in the right place. I love this quote from Pete Davidson this week. He said, sometimes comedy is the only way through after a tragedy. Pete Davidson's dad was killed when he was only seven years old, and his dad was killed in 9-11 in a terrorist attack. So he has some insight about it. Yeah, he said that his mom got an an Eddie Murphy album by mistake. He was eight years old. The content was inappropriate, but she said it was the first time he'd laughed in a long, long time. And so she let him keep the album. And now he's a comedian. So now he's healing other people with humor. So here we are. This is peer-to-peer sharing. This is peer-to-peer learning. I hope by sharing our experience that we help you. Maybe you'll come on and share your experience. If you do want to share something with me, please join the Traumedy community on the Facebook page and also message me through my website, nancynorton.tv. I have a speak pipe if you want to share a time that humor has helped you or that you want to share a trauma and you want us to try to make it funny. I got a whole posse of comedy friends. So if you have something that you're like, man, I need to figure out how can I laugh at this? message me you can just push a button on speak pipe speak pipe s-p-e-a-k-p-i-p-e dot com forward slash tromedy t-r-o-m-e-d-y welcome to tromedy yes my guest this week is amber byers sitting right here in front of me at my workbench and amber is the host of tadpole press 100 word writing contest. You Did I I only yeah. left out one word, the the <laughs> Tadpole Press 100 word writing contest. Welcome. Yes. yes, thank you. I'm so delighted to be here. It's such an honor. Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to know yeah. you. I I, I feel know. like it's wild that we've had maybe one conversation, but I feel like I really know know. you. (laughs) I know. It's so fun. And it's funny because, you know, I think when I first reached out to you, I was had the specific agenda of, hey, can I hire you as a comedian to come to my writing retreat? And it it obviously didn't work out because you were booked way ahead and whatever I ended up doing a Japanese oh, tea ceremony for whatever reason yoga, oh but, you did oh yeah, yeah it's so probably all for the highest great. good probably yes to yeah. not have a goofball up there distracting people <laughs> no. you went you maybe went on a more inward journey 
it was it was great. It was a beautiful sense of community. You would have been fabulous there. I think that lightness would have been great. But I think the timing, you know, you sometimes like get connected to people, even if it's like years later, like now you're doing this podcast about how to use comedy to overcome trauma. And I've just stepped into really using humor and lightness as healing just recently. So way back then, it's it's just interesting how it works out, you know. I uh, I trust it. I trust yeah. the path crossings. You have been in my consciousness on yeah. some level because I feel called to write a memoir. Yes. And you're a writing coach. And I yeah. do feel like we'll work together on right. that one because I've just been waiting till like it just feels like this is yes. it. And I just yeah. know in my life, there's a knowing of like, this is it. This is the time. Yes. And I'm getting closer and closer. Totally. I, I thought it was going to be because the last time you reached out was not that long ago. And, no. Or maybe you had a, a, a new offering or something. And I was like, ooh, I want to do this. And yet I'm launching yeah. Traumedy and I'm starting this whole totally. other and therapeutic again, humor course. Going down a different route, but it's that connection piece that's like, we're going to something's going to happen here. (laughs) Yeah. And then the beauty for me is like that we have some common spiritual beliefs and also a gender beliefs. Like, wait, what are we even doing with this? I mean, I don't know if it's okay to bring up the whole gender thing right now, but for sure. I'm like, well, I love that. I'm just kind of coming to terms and the kid I, I say the kids anyone under 40 I know it's wrong but I <laughs> oh, can't I help it. it Uncle Nance talks to the kids and I've always been a tomboy and I've never subscribed to gender in my heart and soul but I I, I recognize yeah. it's a thing yeah. in society but For it sure. never felt like it applied to me I don't totally. know about you. Did you have a similar or different? I didn't think about it a ton growing up. It's kind of one of those things that's almost invisible. You know, you don't, maybe you're just so used to it that it's everywhere. And it wasn't until I was tired of doing my hair and was <laughs> like, I want to shave my hair. And, and I was like, whoa, a lot of women have long hair, you know, and this is me as, I don't know, 30s or probably 30s, I think late 30s at the time that I was recognizing this. And then I was like, whoa, look at all these other things. If like somebody said something sexist, I just got fired up about it. And I was like, that is not how it's going to be, you know? Yeah. And my dad told me when I was maybe eight or nine or something, there's never been a female president. And I was like, well, that's stupid. I'll do it. And then I grew up and was like, oh, I really don't want to be the president. (laughs) That's not my thing. I do not want to be in that world. But, you know, somebody else should. (laughs) Yeah, somebody else should. Isn't it wild that we still haven't had a female president? To me, that's wild. I mean, we, but vice president, how cool is that? Okay, let's celebrate. You're right. Let's do look at, okay, we have a vice president. Yeah. All right, celebrate. I know. Yay. All right, I'll hit this. Okay. Oh my God, we have an audience. <laughs> I, I, awesome. I, I should take advantage of my, my roadcaster more often. That's but, fun. But if you want to, yeah. But, we great. <laughs> but it is cool. So we do have yeah. that victory. Well, oh, the other thing I wanted to say before we move into, I want to talk about your traumedy. Yes. And here, and you did say, hey, this contest, by the way, I would like to know 
So Tadpole Press, they could people can enter this contest. Let's talk yeah. about this contest. This first sure. I've heard. I want to enter it. Yeah. How would I enter it? And when can I enter it? You bet. So go to tadpolepress.com. The that that's the main website. And then there's going to be a little tab at the top that says contest. And what's fun about it is we have we host the contest twice a year. So every April 30th and every November 30th are the deadlines. Yeah. April 30th and November 30th. Yep. And yeah, so I, this started because it was a part of the in-person writing retreat that I did. Um, Just a fun little thing for the few people who came. And then when the pandemic happened and I wasn't able to do an in-person retreat, I was like, well, what can I still do to take it online and make it international? So that was November, 2021, the first time I opened it up and it exploded We got over 500 entries from 33 different countries. Wow. Yeah. And And it's just grown since then. I love the length too, because it's inviting. Like, okay. Yes. Yes. hundred words. I mean, that's something I'm thinking when I look at certain things online that I have. I have a speak pipe, which I want to promote right now because I want people to call me with your trauma and you can go to my speak pipe, which I think is like speak pipe forward slash Tromedy, T-R-O-M-E-D. A speak pipe is a way of doing a voicemail without a telephone. It's just on your computer and you can push a button and talk for 90 seconds and oh. leave me a trauma, <laughs> a trauma dump, <laughs> trauma dump. I don't know. What am I asking for? But a mini one. A mini, a mini <laughs> trauma dump. You have to be efficient because it's 90 <laughs> seconds. It, you can hit Organize a, your trauma, please. <laughs> <laughs> please edit your trauma down yeah. to 90 seconds. <laughs> And then it's sort of like the hundred word thing because mm-hmm. 90 seconds, yes. like, okay, what is it I wanted to tell you in 90 <laughs> seconds? So, it's, I mean, and, and then the idea of it, of course, I think my listeners are people who aren't stuck in the victim energy. I don't know I'm saying who, if you are stuck in the victim energy, that's okay. Like, mm. but what I think you're here because you're willing, you're willing to, to transmute it. You're willing to lighten it up now. Yeah. And because I, yeah. I've had part of my life where it's like, don't try to move me out yeah. of this. I have been victimized and I am a victim. And oh, so I get it. I've yeah. been there. But I think most of our listeners are wanting to like, yes. let. I've got to get out of this toxic energy. It's killing mm-hmm. me because it can. Totally. Anyway, thanks for, I just wanted to say um, the hundred word and the 90 second thing. I don't know why, <laughs> but I, but I want to shift because the the original vision with Traumedy was that I wanted people to. I'm so excited. I can't make words. I wanted people to come to a comedy show, tell me a bit of trauma and let me show you how to take your pain and play with it. And I'll turn it into a comedy routine. That's a resource for you. But then I'm like, wow, I got to make sure I protect myself from vicarious trauma because there's certain traumas. I'm like, oh, I can't hear that one. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like go to the back of the line. (laughs) I hit my head on the thing, which I tend to do. This is my thing. I hit it over here. We'll just be knocking everything with my arm. (laughs) (laughs) This will be, yeah, this will be the the episode with a lot of (laughs) artifact sounds. Okay. So I did the speak pipe thing speakpipe.com I think it's forward slash traumedy t-r-o-m-e-d-y you know it for here now you are doing this hundred word this is inviting to me Mm -hmm. the reason I I know why I mentioned speakpipe because you get I think it's a hundred words to describe what you want people to do like it's your welcome message when you land on my page I think I have a hundred I'm not sure if that's the exact number maybe a number of characters that I have to 
Use the ampersand <laughs> instead of and. Hyphenate those two words. Yeah. So with a hundred word writing contest, and you were saying this last one or the one coming up is about humor. It was April of 2023. So the one that we just finished. The current one doesn't have a theme. Sometimes we do themes and it's it's interesting because it's usually whatever I'm thinking about at the time. You okay. Know, like stuff I want to explore. And so it's fun, right? Because not only do I get to read beautiful writing, but I get to see how people interpret the issues or themes or whatever I've got going on in my own brain. Oh, yeah. So like the first one that we took international was on abundance. And then the following one was the power of words. And this is, I think, our third theme, the April one. It's just using humor and lightness as a way to heal. Now, is there a way to see the entries on the website? Yes. So I could go read about yeah. humor and, yes. oh my goodness. And then could I contact you if, if, if any of those stories, because I share these a lot of times in my keynotes and like, or even here, who knows, I, we could maybe get permission from a writer to share. Yeah. And actually of- I did get permission for, I brought one because I was like, this would be so perfect. All of the three entries that won April were very different styles, which was fun. Um, and, and I reached out to the third place winner of the April contest. Do you want me to read that right now? Sure. Okay. So you were saying the three winners were all very different, oh, yeah. but you had many more hundreds. Oh of, yeah. We how many entrants? Just about 900. The last two rounds wow. we're hoping for a thousand or more in the November contest. I can't imagine so. judge, judging that. You said you bring yeah. in other people, you judge yes. it along with others. And yes, I have a co-judge and do, we divvy it up. How, what's and, your criteria? Do you have like when we judge a comedy competition, mm. we have tick like we have categories of uh, I mean, before you yeah. read that. I just yeah. wanna, I'm just curious, like you, stage presence, originality. Yes. I don't know if originality. I always want authenticity to be a yeah. higher reward on the comedy competitions for myself. But yeah. there's a lot of, you know, little categories, subcategories yeah. of what makes and it's so subjective. But how do it's you super subjective? Yeah. And that's I've just that's fine because this is the contest that we're doing with real humans, you know? And for me it's always about that emotional connection to the piece. So it's more like what do you feel? What yes. in your body or 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 even in your spirit environment? Yeah, sometimes so one of the winners I brought on the co judge, um, one that they picked literally like took their breath away and because they're trying to go to bat for this piece and they're like it's just it's just I just can't you know and and they're like hang on I gotta breathe and I was like (laughs) I think we need to select this one um but but also so our theme of what we do at Tadpole Press is focused on positivity and clever or unique writing because I have been reading my mom says I started reading the words not just the pictures of books when I was three so that's, you know, four, four decades of reading. And so I have seen a lot of the same things being repeated. And so for me, what's interesting is how can you use language in a new or captivating or clever way that does something unexpected? Yeah. Or with the story, maybe there's a little surprise. Um, so it's, it's good writing, yeah. right? But also just and and uplifting. So none of the winners will be super violent. You can talk about something difficult if it's like this podcast, you know, where it transmutes it and brings it up into lightness, but not the the total darkness going down into hatred and 
and awfulness. I've seen enough of that. You know, I want to see the good stuff now. (laughs) Yeah. Or how to, you know, that is, I feel exciting. Yeah. I love light and dark. I like to think about looking at life through a comb and moving the comb very quickly in front of your eyes. And there's something exhilarating about the juxtaposition or the change of seasons or in the Mm -hmm. fall, you know, that, that, that transition is exhilarating to me. And I, I did have an ex who's a beautiful being and I, I mean, very significant person in my life taught me to journal with higher power and mm. amazing person, highly mm-hmm. spiritual, but would say, I only want to live in the light, which mm. I admire, but I'm like, man, I'm not there. I right. need to touch in. I don't know what it is. I was told, uh, that I work like with light workers. Yeah. I don't know. This is out there spiritual stuff, but I, I've learned the term gray worker mm-hmm. and I might be a gray worker because I'm mm-hmm. not afraid to go to the dark place because yeah. I have the buoyancy of spirit and humor. Yeah. So I can dive pretty deep, but then I don't want to stay down there very long. Like right. as long as I can hold my breath, right. maybe, yes. maybe that's the parasympathetic, yeah. you know, we did on some of those episodes. Yeah. And my therapist, I didn't even know this, that breath, uh, means spirit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's cool. How did I not know that? But okay. Beautiful. I digress all over the no, place. I there. love it. I love it because I think about this too, is what is the purpose of pain or anguish or darkness? And I question that. And then I question, why am I not questioning what is the purpose of joy and lightness and fun? And then I'm like, Maybe it's the same answer. It's just because it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it helps to experience it in a fuller way, having known the contrast, I guess. I am asking higher power if I may please learn from delight now rather than yeah. suffering. Oh, I I'm, love that. I'm inviting and I'm promising. I'm like, please, I will listen this time. You know, like you don't have to hit me with a board. <laughs> I do think that's what I've yeah. been told by different spiritual teachers is like, you know, the universe nudges and nudges mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's do it this what you actually need. <laughs> yeah. But then you go, no, I'll do, you know, I'll do it my way. And then, you know, eventually you come around. Uh, I did anyway, but I'm asking, can I just like, I will listen to the subtle, let me learn by delight. And I do look for oh. signs, spirit signs where I get the goosebumps and then yep. I try to follow yep. those rather than having to get hit with. Yes. But it's all, I think a part of expanding consciousness. Yes. I love that because I have, as I've gone through trauma in my own life, um, I've gotten to the point where I'm very grateful for it because of it's, it's, I just picture it all as a teacher and the things that, um, you know, you can learn from dark places is resilience and independence and, Really? So I, I just, that whole perspective, like I've gotten to it with the darkness, like, oh, I'm grateful that that's what I went through, but I love the new shift too. Like I'm ready to learn from the delight. What does delight have to teach? Yeah. And, you know, going back to my very first guest who inspired this podcast, Heather Callahan, you know, who survived Mm -hmm. a serial killer and how she talks so much about post-traumatic growth. Yeah. And, yes. And I, I mean, we wouldn't wish that trauma on yeah, ourselves again or on anyone, but we also may not want to go back and change anything. Right. And I know for me, I feel that way. And I just met another great spiritual teacher for me who survived another 
uh, attack like that. Yeah. Her name's Allison Ward. And I saw her on another podcast and she said that she calls it the beautiful gift in the ugly box. Mm. Her post-traumatic growth uh-huh. where she has all this kind of intuition that now yeah. she does sort of life coaching and spiritual intuitive um, sure. readings and things like and, that. Yeah. And I don't know that you can go back and change one thing and you know it's like the butterfly effect like yeah. in a movie or something right so, the ripple yeah and and then who do you end up with and and I'm I love who I am today and yes that you know so for me where my journey started was um verbal abuse as a kid and you know just to touch on that briefly and and show that's what led me into so much right so for me school was a really safe place and that was was your oasis yeah it was calm it was predictable it was I got praised a lot I you know a good student oh for sure and you just soak that up and I I remember I had one teacher like early elementary school doing simple math and this teacher said you know, I could have just used yours as the key to, to grade everybody else's. And I was like, I like this situation. I'm going to, and that's, you know, I think how you just get drawn into things. And now, you know, so I went to law school. I was an attorney for a while. Now I have my own um, company that I do my own writing and did editing for years. And so that was, you know, how can you separate out all those good things it, you just got to give thanks for all of it. Oh, I That's love where, it. Let's yeah. give gratitude. And I know this is going to be controversial, but I would like to give gratitude for my journey, mm-hmm. trauma included. I do. I thank my mother for the mm-hmm. gifts, my father for the gifts. I really, it's easier mm-hmm. to, I know, since they have passed. And now that they're on the other side, I mean, maybe it's just me. I can reframe them any way I want, but I see mm-hmm. them. Uh, fully free and not like I can't embarrass them anymore. Maybe I can't. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I might still embarrass them, but I just, I know I can't uh, cause them so much harm that they might want to kill themselves, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Got past that stage. Yeah. I don't have to worry that I'm going to embarrass my mom so much that she will try and kill herself, which she did, you know, when I came out on evening at the improv in 1994. Okay. Wow. Boom. Bam. I drop it in there, but hey, Sorry, and yet grateful, right? Because she definitely derailed whatever that path I was on to be on a sitcom and stuff. Mm -hmm. Who knows who I would be ego-wise if I got a sitcom. I'm already already (laughs) trying to tell my ego, quiet down. (laughs) Now, okay, so you are going to read. Oh, yeah. uh, Is this a good time to do that? Let's do it. So this is from the... I'm going to say it right. The Tadpole Press 100-word writing contest. You got it. Third place. I love that you're reading the third place one. Mm -hmm. Somehow I love that. I'm just like, (laughs) I I finished third in a lot of foot races in my life. I'm like, third place. Let's shout out. Well, and and again, third place is just, it has, it, the reason I love this one is because it's, it's a different quality. You know, some of them were quieter or some of them were more empowering and this one just like it just calls to be read out loud okay you know all right okay so here we go this one is from Chandler A. Hart from the United States and again the theme was using humor and lightness as a way to heal all right 
the botanist. They say that when you're struggling, you should buy a plant and name it after yourself. The idea is that nurturing the plant version of yourself will motivate you to nurture your real self. I bought a withering tomato plant, replaced the soil, and trimmed the dead limbs. I said hello to her every day, calling her by name, my name, of course. But within the first month, she shriveled and died. Dismayed, I sought professional help. I cried more than I spoke at the first session. After listening so graciously, the woman replied, Ma'am, I'm just a botanist. (laughs) I had so many feelings during that. I had to have a little tear when the, when her, the tomato plant, when she was nurturing herself and she died. Yes. Yes. My heart broke a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) I just felt that little sweetness. I have a bit, I have a relationship with plants. So I totally was, but I've never thought to, I never thought of it as an extension of myself or even a mirror. Like that's beautiful. Yeah. And then, yeah. the, and then the humor at the end, yeah. go, go to a therapist. I'm, I'm just a botanist. Yeah. You, cause you can picture, right. This yeah. person is distraught and they're setting the stage. Like <laughs> here, I got to bring it back over again. Um, you know, like they're starting therapy in the first um, session, right? Because they're, you know, that's what therapists call it. You go in and and botanists, you know, you just picture somebody answering at the plant store (laughs) and getting this whole spiel of like, what just happened? (laughs) That is a beautiful story. The weaving of of it all, like the fact that you would be, spilling your guts to a botanist, which I think I do to people all the time in different ways when it's like, I'm just delivering the mail today. (laughs) I I used to do jokes about when I first came out as a lesbian that I, I would come out to everyone. Like I was so excited. Like I had to tell people at the grocery store, you know, I'm a lesbian. Okay. I don't know. I had like, you know, just this uh, need to share it with the world. And now of course I've come out as kind of nothing. I mean, <laughs> I've lost the labels. I call myself uh labelist. Can Did you ever get any good responses to from the people in the grocery store? Uh, or yeah. Was it always like, the, okay. Yeah, kind of more like that. More like yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go buy eggs now. Or <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I have other that was uh, good in, good intel. All right. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't recall some of the responses. It was I just bet, a sense. I bet kids would have had a good response. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. yeah. When my son asked me one time, Mom, why are you a lesbian? I think he was in like second, first, second grade when I was with uh, my partner, Diane, at the time, who was uh, the beautiful being of love and light. Shout out to Diane. And uh, and I, I I tried to explain it. Like I started over explaining it, which was not like, I should have probably asked first, what do you, can you tell me more about your question? And I was already going, well, I don't know. I like women, but I also like men, but then women connect with my heart. And then he, and I quote goes, taxi. (laughs) He was always funny. We had this line in our house, but he was getting bored with what I was saying. But that started organically because he saw a taxi in Boulder, Colorado, which was rare. He's like, taxi, (laughs) like squirrel. (laughs) I'm bored. (laughs) Oh, I got to use that line. (laughs) Taxi. Okay. 
All right. Oversharing, oversharing, Nancy. Probably people at home right now going, taxi, come on. Safe word. That's our safe word when I'm getting to TMI and more than you needed to know. Okay. Tell me more about how you interpret it more because did I, I just got emotional and then I love that they were talking to a botanist and. Yeah, no, it's, it is, you can honor that sadness and it's also, I pictured it. So this was 2023, right? So we've gone through the pandemic by now, but that, that struggle that people have is real and you can just picture people being like, quarantined at home like what do I do I don't know I'm gonna buy a tomato plant but they chose not a healthy vibrant one they chose a withering one yeah they wanted to nurture (laughs) one that was struggling yes and just the whole thing went wrong and like (laughs) oh god what does this mean and and it's you know about how do we interpret the circumstances around us and and this person clearly interpreted it as being so personalized my life is doom but but the thing that they did so well with this is they transmuted that pain and took it into okay now we just got to laugh at ourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah beautiful beautiful yeah. all yeah. right so it it has it can touch on both the light and the dark right yes simultaneously yes yeah and that's something i don't know if you've heard of the course of in miracles or it I struggled with the first chapter. And again, shout out to Diane. She's tried to get me (laughs) to live in the light. But we did the, she's done it twice. And it is, I think there's beautiful messages in it. But the point of it with the beginning was you cannot live in the light in the dark. You can't be in fear and in love. And I'm like, yeah, I can. I can. Like a roller coaster. I'm seriously terrified. I'm not somebody who really enjoys it. I have chat, but I force myself to go on roller coasters sometime just to conquer some fears Mm -hmm. and probably that trauma, who knows, but I do feel like I can live in, I do feel like I can hold both of those. I I don't know that. I don't know. Am I really, or am I just switching real quick? I don't Mm. know. Either way. Either way. Yeah. No, I think it's great because this whole lightness is a new stage for me in life. I really identified with the victim story growing up and and plus you know you get in school long enough and you start to take yourself very very seriously and everything is just utmost matter of importance and you combine a little bit of perfectionism right and there's not a lot of room for humor in any of that yeah and it was I think it was as uh, my mom was she passed away about two years ago now and as she was going through that process really at the end that I that's where I started to realize there's something here in this humor that could benefit me Mm. and you know instead of just focusing on nose to the grindstone um, focusing on resilience and academics and entrepreneur Being and all so that type driven a. and yes yes that. and it's like here's how I think of it the first half of my life I got a lot of tools on how to survive and now with the humor piece now I'm like hold on let's have some fun around here yeah what can I do to thrive yeah even if things are really really difficult there's there's humor and you can take yourself not so seriously yeah 
you know? Yeah, that's a, that is one thing. I just did a presentation for these CEOs of these Texas uh, rural hospitals. And mm-hmm. it's so challenging right now with rural hospitals yeah. not having enough funding. And it's they're under a lot mm-hmm. of stress. And there is a difference between taking your job seriously and taking yourself seriously. And yeah. so it's like, can you... Can you kind of delineate mm-hmm. that? And like, yes, I take my, and I, so I was, my thing I try to get out there is like humor means you really are taking things seriously because it's a, it's, it's because you're taking things seriously yes. that you need that relief. Yeah. So it's a sign actually that you're under, uh, for me anyway, you can tell if I'm, a, I'm funnier when I'm under a lot of stress, <laughs> but I love that it was something so sad losing your mother who yeah. sounds like you had a beautiful relationship with her yeah. and losing your your most important person yeah that brought you to lightness it was and it's it's so painful i was just really grateful that um my sister called and said because this had been they they diagnosed her with pancreatic cancer and gave her maybe 4 months and we're on like i don't know a year and a half in right and so my sister called. She and was says, resilient. She Oh, she was stubborn as heck. I mean, <laughs> she was determined to live. Yes. And part of that was she was wanted to hang on until my dad was ready. Oh. Because they're still married or they were separated or So this t- is my other dad, my stepdad. Okay. So she's married with my stepdad and and just really didn't want to leave him alone because they had been together for Almost 40 years, 35, 40 years by that point. So she was hanging on for him to get ready to be able to manage without her. Yeah. Yep. And finally, at the end, I think he just saw how much pain she was in. And so anyway, what happens is my sister calls and says, I think if you want to see her, you need to come out. So I was able to spend the last week with her. And she, she was independent too. You know, there was only about 24 hours where us kids got to take care of her at home um, with, you know, she'd been set up on hospice and whatnot. So we did shifts and we didn't know how long this would last. We didn't know if we were looking at three days or three weeks, you know, you're just and time anyways goes into that funny space. Yeah. So we did um, shifts and we, for some reason we thought four hours, we'll do four hour shifts like through the night. And then they're like, that's, that's a really, somebody's got to sleep. So we, we put it into eight hour chunks. Okay. And so I was sleeping and I said, I want to be in the room with her if at the very end, um, my brother was like, I don't want to at all. Um, yeah. Some people that's my brother yeah. didn't want to be in with my dad and yeah, but and you so did, you were clear. Yeah. You were. yeah. And so I woke up after sleeping for eight hours and it's the first morning after she's really we've let us take care of her and I ended up getting in right after she'd passed um because my sisters we didn't really know you know yeah if if you don't know you don't know yeah she had the signs that she was or she just left really quickly yeah but um what what happened was I'm actually glad that I wasn't there at the moment because so their bedroom has a sliding glass door onto a little patio and there's constantly a debate with squirrels and my dad. And as my mom is dying, my dad starts banging on the sliding glass door saying, get out of here, get out of here. And so my two sisters who are in the room are like, dad, 
like, what are you doing? Mom is literally taking her last breath right now. <laughs> and you're banging on the door yelling at squirrels. So I came in right after all this happened. And I was like, thank God I missed that, right? But um, it was beautiful because then we just started talking about, well, mom was so squirrely and stuff right before she'd passed. You went, you know, she she wanted to tell us like the answer to the mysteries of the universe and then she's like i, f- I forgot you know oh, like, oh my god we almost had oh. it because <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of go back yes. i do think when people die just help people through and yeah so she was getting these these yes. downloads of the meaning power, of life ultimate power and <laughs> and then she's like i, f- I forgot and we're like, Mom. <laughs> so anyway we're like I think your spirit was in those squirrels because there was this one that was looking in and, you know, eating all the bird food and whatnot. And that's why my dad hated them. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you can't, you can't. Well, and honestly, she probably needed to hear how clear can you get if you've held on a year and a half waiting for him to be ready and he's banging saying, get out of get here. Out of here. Oh. I was like, okay. That's oh. what she needed to hear. So that um, Christmas, I got my dad a little squirrel feeder oh. and some some peanuts. I was like, make sure you feed mom. Oh. Don't, don't scare her away. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, and today, what happened on my porch, which doesn't happen every day? Yes. A little squirrel came. Roscoe. Roscoe. We, we've named, we don't know, it could be several squirrels that we have just named Roscoe, <laughs> but I hadn't seen Roscoe this week at all. I just want you oh, to know. Really? No, Roscoe hasn't been around this week. Aww. So, and I was talking to you about something, about having like a writer salon in the yard. Yeah. Because I said, come look at my deck. And then I'm telling Say you Sunday something salon. about, and then you, you go, wait, there's a squirrel right there. Yeah. It, and it was like, it was right there. I just, I do. I squirrels are important to me. I I, have you have I I forget which stories I've shared on here, but that's beautiful. And I wanna, I will go back to my because I my mind I have the ADHD squirrel brain. I always say I'm part (laughs) squirrel because my dad lived on squirrel during the Great Depression. Mm. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of squirrel. There's a lot of squirrel up in here, (laughs) as you could tell by my brain. But I love squirrels, and yes, I will eat them if the quinoa runs out. I always say. (laughs) But I have been with people, I'm telling you, that is beautiful, that your dad was saying, get out of here. So many things came to my mind, which people, so many times when they're dying, their family member has to say, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to leave. I've seen so many people hang on uh, until their significant other, their mother, or whoever it is said, you just, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Yeah. And to tell them to, like... My so forcefully. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. And yeah. like a lot of people say, you know, they'll open a window so the spirit can go out the window as if they don't really need the open window. But yeah, I mean, for him to just kind of banging on a glass yeah. door yeah. and wow. And, and just that whole experience. So then later that day, my mom's passed away. I don't have a lot of experience being around dead bodies, right? I've been at funerals of grandparents and whatnot, but we're all just processing it in our own way. And my mom is very peaceful in the bed and we each took turns, you know, going in and saying our farewell. And so when I go in, I was like, I just want to lay down next to my mama. 
So I lay down and I put the blanket over us and I'm just sobbing and telling her thank you and all these beautiful things. And, and also thinking, is this weird? (laughs) (laughs) Because Mm, it's, you know, it's my mom, but it's not my mom. It's in those first few hours when it's now just a body, but it still doesn't. And so, and you're also like, you know, in our culture, there's not a lot of interaction with the bodies. And so all this is going through my head, but at the same time, I'm just feeling like this is so right. And this is my mom and just letting that grief pass through me. And as I'm questioning this, my sister who was in the shower comes in buck naked, (laughs) my mom's dresser and is like, you know, going through her clothes because she wants to wear my mom's clothes and just feel that closeness. Oh, that's so and weird. so I was like, and she's coming to take it. You're <laughs> and I'm in the bed with my mom, you know, and just nothing to see here, <laughs> right? And so it's like you can be very serious and analytical about it, or you can just acknowledge this is just some part of weird life, and it's beautiful and funny. And and there was that message afterward, like, okay. We just can't take ourselves too yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, very serious. Like sacred. Yes. yes. Like sacred. Mm-hmm. It's a sacred space. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it, humor can be sacred. Yeah. Like the authenticity of it all. Yeah. To me, my my love language is authenticity yeah. and transparency. I just get off on it. You know, yeah. like and it has a vibe. And I just saw an Instagram reel this morning that said they have measured vibrations of emotions uh-huh. and, and the highest vibe is not love, but authenticity. Interesting. And I don't know how that's an emotion is authenticity is not really an emotion. So I got to look more. It's like I'm a gonna, behavior I think of. I, yeah. I'm trying to think now of. It's a I've way had, of being. I don't right. know. I'm going to look up how, how that is measured. Right. But I will try. That just is so authentic. Yeah. You know, this is yes. so real. And yes. that, I mean. And yet, like it all is happening at once. It is. You're grieving. I mean, it's so, and it, our brains can't really comprehend death. It's just so weird like that. They're here a second ago. And now the only comparison we might have is when your child is born. Like, it's so weird that they didn't exist. Just they didn't take a breath a second ago. And they take that. I've been, that's the, I'm so grateful for my nursing career that I got to be present for births and yeah, for because I whole cycle yeah and I didn't you know I didn't get to birth my son yeah. physically yeah. so it's like oh I really miss that yeah I have to have a little tear all of a sudden I'm like yeah oh just let that come but I got to see others for and, sure and it's just it's so sacred to see that first breath yeah and to see the last one I know you didn't see quite the last one uh, but you're yeah. close enough I think it was for what I, I don't know that I would have laughed at the banging on the window store. I can laugh at it now, but at the time, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. You know, that, that sense of safety and like calm. And well, <laughs> in your history, you said you have a history of, of verbal abuse. Right. And then, right. and I'm, I, I don't, I learned about highly sensitive people from Christy Bukley on that mm-hmm. third or I think it's my third episode. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, I never knew about that. I feel like there's some part of me that has a little of HSP. I, do you have a little or do you sense you're sensitive? So I actually, I read a lot and I saw a book that I added to my list um, about highly sensitive people. And then I never, I never checked it out from the library. I was like, I, maybe I am, 
Maybe I'm not. Don't need to label it. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to stress about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm into this new phase of, (laughs) it's, I call it my hero journey. You know, like um, there's, there's a victim that felt very familiar and very safe. Right. And then there's the hero journey. And actually, so for New Year's this year, um, instead of doing like a resolution or whatever, I was watching the um, Harry and Meghan documentary on Netflix. Oh, I did watch it. So good. Yeah, I, so I good. love them. And Meghan Markle is talking about how her friend did this um, thing at a party and said, what one word would you choose for the coming year? Oh. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. One word. Yeah. Do you need to think about it before I tell you my word while you have a blank slate? Oh, I I was just imagining what your word was, mm. but... Uh, <laughs> curious, yeah. Well, you shared hero's journey, so I was wondering if it was hero. It was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so that's... Oh, I love this. I That's my little... Um, I printed out a little... Oh. Um, because that's just the reminder. Don't stay stuck... Yeah. Part of being a victim is I want everybody to acknowledge my pain. Yeah. And can you compensate? Yeah. Can you validate it? Yeah. First validate it. Can you witness it? Yep. Can you tell me? And and then can you keep me poor because you have all the power and you're going to step in and and keep fixing it? Yes. And so you're handing over your power. Exactly. And so be your you know what's wild? And you're, I, I'll find the bracelet. I don't know if it's out here, but I, when I went to the conference for the Association of Applied and Therapeutic Humor, they had these little bracelets that, I don't know, different ones, like, you know, the ones you've seen for cancer survivors and those little yeah. rubber bracelets. And mine, I chose, said, be your own hero. No way. Wild. I love, I love the synchronicity of our relationship. Seriously. I just feel this. And yeah. that is what I'm coming to with this peer-to-peer sharing on this podcast is I fancy myself a healer, but really I know we can only heal ourselves, but Mm -hmm. we can sort of connect folks with the healing energy and it's up to, or the healing tools or whatever they are, the healing love, the healing light, you know, that we, but everyone has to be their own healer ultimately. Yeah. It's like we have our responsibility for ourselves, right? But at the same time, we can simultaneously serve as teachers to other people. And I think that's, that's a lot of it is we're all teachers out there, but whose job is it? As it, and that's it of being the hero, it's my job. And that's kind of terrifying and can be uncomfortable to realize, whoa, I'm responsible for my emotional safety for my financial safety you know all of that is like oh man (laughs) (laughs) it's like being it's that whole adulting thing like being yes in this program I'm doing for adult children of dysfunctional families we're I'm doing a guidebook called uh the loving parent guidebook and it's Mm -hmm. about becoming your own loving parent yeah and as much as we say our parents were the instruments of our birth and Ultimately, I have to parent myself with higher. I I do believe in higher power. So I parent myself with higher power. And it's, I don't know myself as an adult. I realize sometimes Mm. I know my inner teenager. I know my inner Mm -hmm. wounded child, but I'm just 
at 63 years old getting acquainted with my adult self. Well, it's better your newest late. identity, right? <laughs> yeah, better late yeah. than never. But yeah, I'm just starting my uh, adulthood yeah. <laughs> at this That's age. so beautiful, though, you and know, to, to step into that. And who cares what age it is? Yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm glad to do it. So that being your own hero, being, yes, the person who picks you up, but then there can also be people along our path mm-hmm. that p- help pick us For up. Sure. You know, I was thinking about that, even like with doctors and nurses and healers and Reiki masters. Mm-hmm. And we can seek, we can seek out helper healers. Yes. Or they find us like if you're, you know, if I'm out here and I see somebody fall, I'm, I'm running out, you yeah. know, I'm going to help oh, yeah. pick you up. Yeah. And it, and it's that, where's that nuance of after someone's helped pick you up, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Do you need stitches now? Yeah. Like psychologically, I'm trying to think of the metaphor for that, you mm. know, after being, you know, I know labels are something you're avoiding and that's, I, I love that because I don't want to get too attached to complex PTSD that I mm-hmm. have been, but it, there's something about labels that sort of help me too to understand things. What kind of labels? Like psychological labels, like complex PTSD mm-hmm. from childhood traumas. Yeah. Or um. Oh, you mean like with the highly sensitive person? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. 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 No, I was, that's fair. You know that's what fair. I mean? Like yeah. we don't need to get pigeonholed or get yeah. stuck because I do feel like there's something static about a label. Yeah. Not dynamic. We're dynamic beings. We're verbs, right? Yeah, I love that. I don't know. Am I stretching it with a writer here? No, it reminds me of um, some indigenous languages. Actually, 70% of the language is verbs. As opposed to English, I think it's like 30% or something. So it's, you know, and you kind of, and, and go, I have it written down on a blog post, which so I may or may not be reciting the correct statistics um but yeah it it talks about how everything is alive when you when everything is a verb so it's like to be a lake right it's not something you own it's it's something that is because it it could be a bay or a river instead if this is it's a life force yeah rather than a noun yeah like a tree Oh, I to love be a tree being what would be. that be yeah what would that be so the verb is be and oh I backed off my microphone I do that being I mean what I find interesting is the word being being mm-hmm. sounds like running like yeah ing so being is how did being somehow we made that a noun mm-hmm. a being instead right. of being right. Yeah. What? And all these ideas I got from this book my mom gave me, Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. So good. I will and put a link to that in the show yeah. notes. So will you send yeah. me that link to that yeah. book? You bet. And you probably know groovy places to get books that aren't megastore. I go to the, my library. You go to the library. Oh, because I read so many books. It'd be like. You just have. So much too many well and I don't like collecting stuff anyway I like a clean space at home but um yeah I I just donate to the library once a year and and then just go get free books oh and our library is fantastic oh okay yeah can I just say I have yet to visit the library except to vote 
Oh, <laughs> didn't even go in. Didn't even go in. Just the box outside. Just the box outside. I'm like, Nance, what if you read well, a book at a, from a library? Okay. Okay, wait, hold on. Because you're in a podcast. Do you ever listen to books? I do. I, I am an oral learner. Yeah. I have a bit of, a, I've never been diagnosed because in our day, we didn't get diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD and what, you know, yeah. on the spectrum or whatever. Yeah. Cause I feel like I have a little composite of those things, yeah. but yeah, I love, uh, I love listening well, to books. You can still go to the library and get, get audible an account <gasps> and then you don't have to pay Amazon or audible. I honestly, I get confused cause you, you buy a book on audible, yeah. but then where does it go? You can only listen to it on there. I don't know. Not to diss it. I'm going to make audiobooks and put it on Amazon. But by <laughs> okay. the library, yeah. you they have a system where you can like use their app. is called Libby or something through Overdrive. And if the book's available as an audiobook, I mean, that's how I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. Because if you... Um, don't have as much time to just sit on the couch, but you have yeah, a minute. Nobody's with you while you're doing You're cleaning dishes. house. Yep. And I love cleaning house with Audible. Yes. I love it with a podcast. Or yes. I hope that people at home will listen to Tromedy as yes. they clean their space. That's something I want to learn is decluttering. That's a family value we have. Yeah. It's something... We always joked with my mom, you know, like she would move the piles and bless her heart. Five kids. I mean, come yeah. on, five. I have one and mm-hmm. I'm tired and he's 19 <laughs> and he takes care of him. He's at work right now. Yeah. My mom had five kids and she worked full time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't fault her, but it was just, but I think it's more of a psychological thing. There was something attached. I feel that was a lot deeper one of my mm. housemates said, what do you think? Maybe it's something to focus on. Like if I look at myself and go, oh, I'm bad because I have clutter instead of actually I have trauma that I don't want to look at. So let's look at my p- clutter mm. and focus on that for a Yeah, yeah. But you have clean it- space. I that- love clean space. Um, oh, nice. I also live with my husband who loves collecting things. Oh. So that's, you know, a, a little, learning experience. A little yin-yang on the... <laughs> declutterer and the collector that makes sense that makes sense that y'all are together (laughs) and then you have to dust his gi joes or what that's (laughs) does he have any gi joes it's legos you know (gasps) does he like legos yeah does he have lego sets oh yeah and are they together like he keeps them together Mm -hmm. yeah and so that's what i told him i said you need to dust and be in charge of that or (laughs) i every time I have to pick it up and dust, I want to throw it out of the house and donate it. And he's like, okay, don't dust. (laughs) Can you use dust off on Legos? I've thought about, I have a Lego tree house that part of my recovery work, we were, we were supposed to build a little, we're supposed to imagine a place where we can put our inner child and our inner teenager to play or rest. And then we had another room to put our inner critical parent so yeah. we could tell them we got this. And I visualized this treehouse. And I kid you not, that very day I went no to the way. brick store and there was this treehouse that looked exactly like the one in my mind's eye. And I bought this treehouse. Oh, I love that so much. And they said to build it or make it or yeah. draw it. So yes. I have this Lego treehouse. That is so cool. But I've been because- thinking about how to dust it. So can you use dust off? I'm, a fr- I'm like, I don't know the force. I got to check. <laughs> I'll have to check. I just ask use your like husband. washcloth and... Uh, you know, water. I like to clean without chemicals. So. Oh, right. Dust yeah. off has the I don't propellant that probably destroys the ozone. 
Probably. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a little feather duster. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you my treehouse. I want to see yeah. your husband's Lego collection now. Yeah. Wow. So that's interesting. I, I love yeah. that, you know, that you, you've set a boundary. That's part of the hero. You're being your own hero. Yes. Instead of getting resentful mm -hmm. or angry, just set a boundary and like, hey, I'm not going to dust this because it, it frustrates me because I love. Yeah. I vibe with clean, dusted surfaces. Yeah. And it, may, yes. it probably does. I I know that helps your organization and yeah. writing and everything. And it ties into my perfectionism a little bit and, you know, my organization. And, and so, so it's learning to have a little bit of an expansive boundary and how, okay, just, this isn't just my house. This is your house too. And what does that look like when we mush all our stuff together? Um, but it's, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. I have yet to manifest a partner that uh, I'm, you know, I got to be my own best friend first. That's yeah. the problem. But I'm yeah. glad that you have this beautiful person in your life and your yeah. family. Yeah. Do y'all, so now that you've come to lighten up a little bit, have you, yes. have you had a shift in the milieu of your home? Mm. Because when I read these articles about therapeutic humor, I'll give you a second yeah. to think about it, but I, it changed my life. I started reading these yeah. articles. I had been I was, you know, catching my look in my own phone when it was off, mm -hmm. like, ah, I didn't know I was looking so angry all the time <laughs> and tired and crabby. And my son's having to look at that face. Yeah. Oh, so I was like, <laughs> hey, and then I saw these articles and I started playing and I just learned the term gamification and oh, I was doing fun. that gamification. Okay. I start and I was doing it. I started gamifying, like cleaning up. We'd put on nice. the same music, honky tonk nice. heroes on what is KGNU in Boulder, yeah. you know, honky tonk yeah. heroes on Saturday Fun. morning. And then we would clean to, to honky tonk heroes. That's great. <laughs> and then we have a dance party at night after we clean up. Then we put on it when he's little, we'd put yeah. on dance music and yeah. then to go out the door. He hated socks. We stopped it. We just started having sock bomb fights. <laughs> So start making these fun. gamification of lightening it up. It shifted the whole energy. Yeah. Anytime something really bad happened, we turn into a Monty Python sketch. Uh-huh. Like, oh dear, if you put a bad British accent <laughs> on something, it's like hard to be angry. What did you you spilt the milk? <laughs> and it's going in your shoes. Oh no. And we're late. <laughs> Not on top of everything, too. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's a little yeah. thing. And uh, I'm sure it wouldn't work for British people are annoyed, but <laughs> I wonder how that, I apologize to the, they do American accents. Yeah. I bet they do like a redneck accent or something. Yeah, like, I was hey, thinking far. South. Yeah. South. Well, yeah. shoot far. <laughs> We've spilled the milk. That's funny. No, it's interesting. Cause when you asked, how is this lightness, you know, what does that look like now that I introduce it into who I am and my relationships? And I was like, Ooh, that I, I don't, I love the, the accent and your gamification. I was like, I, maybe I need to do that a little more because, um, I think how it kind of manifested this year was there's, you know, when you do really deep work and you're creating a new identity mm -hmm. and it might be good, you might be moving toward the light, but it's like, for me, I had to go into the deep, dark murky stuff and bring it all up so we've just had tremendous fights this year because it's like all of this is just getting come up and in, in order to be released and yeah, thankfully so we've been together long enough that you know we've 
adopted and changed um, who we are. And we just always navigate that. But yeah, I mean, it was intense. I wouldn't say there was lightness like quite yet. It was more like the upheaval of getting all of that darkness and murkiness. You just picture the murk or the yeah. muck at the yeah. bottom of a swamp. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, it, it, so, it, yeah. It makes yeah. your face go, ugh. Yes, yeah. I'm probably doing that thing Things with my that face. make your face go, oh, <laughs> I don't like this. It's yeah. like I used to get so crabby when I cleaned the bathroom. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want, you know, like I'm kind of germaphobic and I'm like, oh, yeah. I say germ aware. But anyway, <laughs> if anybody else calls me that, I'm like, no, I'm germ aware. Yeah. But yeah. I get that, that icky feeling, you know, or, or that real agitated or yeah. just, you know, you're on the edge of a trigger probably because you're unearthing old, right. old traumas. And so yeah. you're, as you're unearthing that with your partner, you're fragile and you're, Yes, it's a lot to manage. It so is. be it gentle feels, with yourself. Yeah, thank you. It feels like kind of a birthing process. Yeah, as and that's painful. It is painful. It's leading to something beautiful yeah. and good. But um, yeah, so that's, I think that's my lightness is like there's the pain part of that, bringing yeah. that to life at the moment. And right, and during a woman, and I've been there when women are, we, we call that last phase of, of labor is, you know, I call it situational narcissism when I'm under a lot of stress. I haven't given birth, but I've been uh-huh. through painful things that make me very like inwardly fo- like oh, I'm trying to survive right mm-hmm. now. And you, the world kind of, you can't take care of other people when you're birthing, you yeah. know, you have to go within so deeply mm-hmm. and it's so painful. It's not, you wouldn't even think about laughing right then. Right. Cause it no, feels like life or death. It moment. feels kind of like life or death, doesn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. So that's interesting. And then, but afterwards, yeah, then it's like, oh, looking back. Okay. That was, imp- yeah. I, you know, cause one of the things I, I have people share stuff during uh-huh. shows and one of them, this woman was sharing when her doctor was stitching her up after giving birth, mm. doing her episiotomy repair. And she just farted in his face. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I go, that's kind of, I bet that woke him up, you know, (laughs) if he was tired, like a lot of times they get called in in the middle of the night. Maybe, maybe he needs, maybe it's for the highest good that he needed that for the drive home. So he'd stay alert, you know, like, oh shit, that woman just farted. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure women, you know, cause they, yeah, there's, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on during childbirth, right? That is just like out of your control. But afterwards you got to. I, mm-hmm. Are you starting to laugh? Are you oh still God, in the yes. birthing process? No, I think I'm coming out of it. I mean, that's a perfect transition story because, so I, the other thing to explain, you know, I think being a victim, especially a verbal abuse, if it's not <sighs> recognized or acknowledged by anybody, you start to question your own sanity a little so, bit. Yes, absolutely. And so you're like a little bit of a hypochondriac, right? Like, okay, well, is this nobody's real? saying this is wrong. So I, something in me and my body must be wrong. That's how I, something's wrong with me. And that's what we do, especially with parents. Yeah. It's me. It can't be them. Right. And you internalize it all, or I internalized it all for years. So anyway, I would have this experience of like, well, something with my body must be broken. And every time they'd be like, no, you're fine. Well, so this, um, if you're okay going into medical, stuff yeah I'll just share this yeah yeah and And I'm just going to check the time real quick because I want to hear this and I want to make sure that I can you know because I think I have a one o'clock appointment yeah Amber can we 
we might have to resume this. I, yeah, I, that's okay. I thank you so much. I literally have to jump in my car to get it's. I didn't know it was 1240. It's 1240. It happened because wow. we love connecting yes. and it just, the time goes like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> we may have a part two, Perfect. like we did with Wendy Friesen. Okay, I would love to have a part two with you yes. because I feel like there's a whole this, another the next step. Yeah, the, the next. Yeah, I'm loving the part twos. <laughs> I, I gotta say, this is more my Perfect. second part two. Okay, thank Let's you, Amber. Thank you for this hour. Thank I have you so much. En- I have enjoyed it thoroughly. So yes. I'm gonna turn off this machine and we'll tune in next week for comedy tuesday (laughs) all right bye bye i want to thank my guest amber byers she will be back next week comedy tuesday part two with amber byers uh it's a good one Uh, i've already heard it just so you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I want to thank my son for putting together this music loop for Tromedy. And he promises season two he's going to change it up. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. He's busy. He loves composing and arranging. And he's got other stuff going on. So I have to wait. And I want to just thank you, the listener. Get a hold of me. NancyNorton.tv. Reach out to the Tadpole Press. TadpolePress.com for Amber Byers. Get in that writing contest, 100-word writing contest. And what else do you want to know? Do you have any questions? Let me know. Join the SpeakPipe. Push that button, speakpipe.com forward slash tromedy. Have a good week. And remember, no matter what, keep laughing. Do you know someone who's isolated with trauma? Share the Traumedy Podcast.